Game of lifestyle, so games is what I'm playing. Game on that six four, so you know I stay game. Game hop on live, then you know I start raping. Game wake up in the morning, turn on the PlayStation. Game play, play, play until my game start breaking. Game I'm a damn nerd, so boys stop hating. Game I'm still game, game she's still game, game y'all still game, so games is what we play. Hello podcast listeners, welcome to the next episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. We are back. This is my third time hosting anything ever. Uh, well, actually that's not quite true because, you know, there was this time back in high school where there was a talent show that needed to be hosted and I got to wear a suit and, and I was like I was on a TV show or something, but I digress. I digress because with me I have the most racially diverse gaming, pod, uh, gaming cast Excuse me, on the internet. Uh, minus one, we'll get to that in a second. With me, our resident Russian, KGB Gary. How are you doing, Gary? I'm pretty good, man. How are you? Good, good. Hey, um, I've got to ask you this. Now, Now, this isn't a current events podcast by any means, um, but, you know, i got to ask you, you've got to know about the stuff that's going on in the motherland right now with Russia. <laughs> with you. Oh, I, I have to know, huh? You've got to know. You've got to know. You're our <laughs> resident Russian. How can you not know? Um, I've got to ask, man, is, is that... Um, is that affecting you, you in any way or your family? Is, is everything going okay? Oh, everything is going okay for us. I mean, I had one issue with uh, a good friend of mine on Facebook who is no longer my friend because of it. But uh, other than that, I mean, we're we're handling pretty well. I mean, we're Americans. We have American citizenship. So whatever's going on there is, in my opinion, Europe's problem and not really America's problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, uh, you know, that doesn't stop us from taking it into our hands and going on over there. So we'll yeah. see. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just want to say this. And if, if I end up being right about this, you can thank me. Mm-hmm. But uh, my prediction of what will happen there is it's pretty much going to get split into do, two different countries. It, yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. The pro-Russian and pro-West side. Which, I could see that happening. I just, it, hope there, I just hope there aren't any, like, grudges between the two because that just gets – that just gets ugly. Well, that well, that's the problem. I mean, everybody always asks me, like, what do you think is going on? Well, to me, what's what's going on is after, you know, the whole revolution and thing happened over there, mm-hmm. what a lot of media didn't report was how the pro-Russian side started clashing with the pro-West side. Mm-hmm. And there's fights breaking out that turned into a huge bloodbath over there. And then all of a sudden, what... You know, they're saying the Russian troops are there. I'm not going to say they're there because, you know, obviously Russia's denying that they're there. So I can't say one way or another. But in my opinion, right now, they're the only ones keeping those people from clashing with each other. Yeah. But that's that's my opinion. Sad situation over there. It is a sad situation. And I hope it gets resolved soon because we don't need anything like that anymore, you know? To all of our Russian listeners and Russian-American listeners, guys, you're in my prayers. I hope everything works out for you. Um, keep hanging in there. Um, with us, we also have the man with many faces, the man with many nicknames, uh, Ben. I almost called you Ben Sterling. You're Ben Shillabir Hall. That is correct. <laughs> How are you doing, Ben? Uh, not too bad, thank you. And you? I'm doing pretty well. How's yeah. your week been? Oh, I've actually been incredibly busy this week. I ended up going out doing, uh, well, I need new clothes, so I ended up spending the whole of Thursday clothes shopping, so that was knackering. <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah, especially as we had one of the female friends with us. So the, the hour or so shopping that should have been ended up being from 12 till about 5 o'clock. Yeah. Hold on, Ben. I have a question. Yeah. Was she hot? Yes. What is her name? Uh, well, Justina. She is Polish. Justina? She has a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. Sorry, Gary. I didn't ask about that, Ben. I just want... Why you <laughs> my whole... Gary, were you going to fly all the way across to, to England to see this lady? No, I was going to have my people send her here. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You'd have more fun with the people I meet on Monday nights, Gary. <laughs> They're twins. Yeah. Tell oh. her KGB said hello. Tell them that Mr. KGB said hello. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's Ben. We usually have Ernest, but um, hey, uh, Dane isn't here, okay? So right now I'm hosting. How about Sad Panda? Yeah. We miss Dane. He he's off in Korea still. Um, Dane, if you're listening, we miss you. Hope all's going well for you. Um, but so far, I'm hosting, and I am going to change Ernest's nickname at least temporarily. Okay, uh, his nickname was "Don't Call Me a Girl." Today, and until someone else says otherwise, it is the Prodigal Son because he has been missing for a while he, he was on the podcast last time but he, he had to go early and, and you know life happens so er, Ernest, wherever you are we're thinking about you man hurry back hurry back prodigal uh, son such a good name though I, I, do i have to disappear for a few weeks to have another cool nickname like that <laughs> the prodigal son chilly willy man that's all you get <laughs> <laughs> chilly willy anyway I'm the Commissioner Glenn Gordon. We have a good show for you today. Um, first off, there was some stuff from last show um, that we need to address today. Because last show, we actually talked about um, E3. We spent a long time talking about E3 and what we thought was going to happen at E3. And, you know, we thought that Watch Dogs might get some publicity at E3. Um, because we haven't heard about it in a while uh, since its delay. Uh, we haven't heard too much about it. And so, um, yeah, we, we were talking about it. We were saying, yeah, this is the time when Ubisoft needs to start really publicizing Watch Dogs and trying their best to get the hype back because the game's lost a lot of momentum since, since its delay. Like, it was once one of the most anticipated games um, for, any, for e either console, for PC included. So, um, yeah, but since then, it's been gone, it's been quiet, and it's, all, it's been all about Infamous. And that's coming out March 21st. So we've been talking, we were talking about that last I week. I thought it was out earlier than that in America. March 21st? No, March 21st. Wow. In second time. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about that and, and, you know, how we were wondering if it would be possible for Ubisoft to get um, the hype back onto Watch Dogs. And lo and behold, after the podcast is, is done and, and published, we get a release date for Watch Dogs as well as a really great new trailer uh, that, that addresses more of the story aspect of the game. Um, so Watch Dogs comes out May 27th, which is before E3. Yeah, I was very surprised about that. Yeah, Watch Dogs comes out. And great trailer. Oof. Such a good trailer. I was, I was wondering about that because so far, a lot of... <laughs> a lot I think that was sarcasm from Ben. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of sarcasm. Well... I'm going to pretend it wasn't because I already started my sentence. Gosh. So um, I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering about that because um, 
you know, the, the trailers so far have focused a lot on the gameplay and, and not too much on the story. So, you know, whatever the opinion on the trailer, I don't know if you think it was good or not. I, I enjoyed it. But um, even though some bits didn't make a lot of sense, it was kind of it was kind of cool to see, OK, this is kind of the type of story that we're dealing with here in the game. You know, so Ben, tell me why? Why do you? Why were you so sarcastic just a second ago when you said you liked this trailer? Basically, oh, I agree. I like the trailer. I like the story. Mm-hmm. It did look. It was a good trailer. The fact that we actually got to see some of the story, but the graphics have taken a free fall. They looked really bad, in my opinion, compared to what they looked like in the original trailer in yeah. 2012, and even in 2013, it looked a bit better. So, yeah. it's, it's, I'm a graphics whore, I'll admit that. I love my games to have amazing graphics if possible. I'm not going to say I'll buy, I won't buy a game that doesn't have amazing graphics. But if someone says, look, this is what it'll look like, and then it looks really bad, that's when my graphic whoreism will kick in and go, look, that's not what you told me it'll look like. Uh, well, I'm interested in that because the trailers that we've seen so far, like, you remember the trailer last E3, I believe, the, the last E3 trailer, you start him walking down in Chicago, and then um, he, he goes into this club where he meets this Asian dude who's talking about killing this guy. I think his name was Jacob something or other. And, you know, he runs out of the club and he shoot, He like causes this massive traffic accident and um, he has this shootout and, and kills the guy. Joseph DeMarco, that was his name, kills Joseph DeMarco and then gets in a car and drives off over a bridge, which he just caused to go up. Um, the graphics there were really nice. And from my under my understanding is that that was actual gameplay, so it doesn't make sense for the graphics to be at one level, and then after a delay to be worse. So I, I've got to wonder when this footage was from, or or, or um, in the new trailer, when this footage was from, or, or what what type of place the game was in when it was taken. That's the thing. It, I also I know it sounds weird, but it looks like it could have been. Uh, well, previous generation graphics, uh, PS3 and 360, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because especially as it has, uh, because they showed off like dynamic lighting before. Well, now it's baked lighting, which is a lot less impressive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's very sort of iffy. And then there's um, Ubisoft saying the fact that it's not been downgraded. Huh? That yeah, they're, they're fine saying it's not been downgraded at all. So we'll see. Well, it looked better before, and it looks worse now. So something has happened. Well, um, can I just chime in now? Um, I think no, there's, there's, a, I think there's a, a a good reason why it like I'm not saying it still looks bad. It still looks like a, it still looks good. Obviously, not as good as it was before. I think I think it, it leads to what one of probably one of the reasons the delay happened. I mean, it could have been. In my opinion, I think they just couldn't get the game to work at the at the at the correct frames that they wanted to, mm-hmm. because the graphics were maybe a little too too much for for the systems to handle. Or they could the they could have done it to make it on par with um, the the Xbox One version, maybe, you know, make them more evenly matched uh, as much as they could. But it's also could be because of the of the multiplayer, the the eight man 
free roam open world multiplayer that they added into the game. Well, maybe not added into the game. It was probably always a part of it, but I think it could be one of those reasons. But I'm going to go with the with the frames that that they were shooting for. I think they may have wanted it to be higher frames than at first, then realized that they couldn't get it done with the with the graphical power that they had going for the title. That's possible. They also said the fact that one of the reasons why it was delayed was because it was too repetitive. Which is ironic, being the fact that this is the same company that releases Assassin's Creed every year. Yeah. Which is repetitive, I'm sorry to say. Uh, I, I just Assassin's Creed-wise, I get, I'm so bored with climbing up towers and doing the, the eagle vision thing. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm the o- same. Although, although, to their credit, I think Assassin's Creed 4 is excellent. And that's saying something coming from me, because I, w- I didn't care for 2 or 3. So, um, for the same reason, I felt it was repetitive. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I also noticed like the the lighting has been kind of dimmed down a bit, or maybe even made brighter. I think they had a lot of lens flare effects in the previous trailers, and it, I think it kind of uh, maybe during the, some playtests, it kind of hindered or you know irritated a lot of people. Now there was one thing you said. Um, you said that they could have. Uh, tried to make it on par with the Xbox One graphics, but the, the problem with that is that Xbox One, um, Ben was describing it as almost previous generation type graphics uh, with, with baked lighting and whatnot. And the thing is, the Xbox One, uh, the, the big difference between the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One in terms of graphics is resolution. And a, a, a dip in resolution isn't going to change the graphics that dramatically. You'll see well, a lot more than just resolution differences in the future, Glenn. Sure, but right now is not the future. Like yeah. this is this is this is a game in the now. Yeah, but there's also so, bad programming and bad artists, maybe, and yeah, just plain rubbish. Well, well, here's the thing. I remember before the game was delayed that I remember reading a lot of you know, not not big websites. I, I remember reading a lot of like underground forums and things. Sites that a lot of people just don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like, I don't know where they got the information from or anything, so just take it as a grain of salt as much as you can. Yeah. But from what I remember reading is that the Xbox One version of Watch Dogs fell behind by about three to four months in development because of the policy changes that Microsoft reversed. Sure, sure, sure. And that could have been one of the reasons that the title was was delayed. Yeah. so, so again, you know, to, to me, Ubisoft being a third-party company, they want to make their games on par with every console that they can. They want to make it as, as much as the same experience as they possibly can. Obviously, they can't do it with, you know, previous generation to, to the new generation. But, you know, PS4 and Xbox One version, they want, it, they want to make it as closely to the same product as they can. Sure. Um, but I, I still don't buy it. Cause I know that the Xbox one can handle, can handle pretty good graphics, you know? Yes, it can. So I, I'm not buying that. They're holding this back to make it look good, to make it look the same as the Xbox one. Cause I know that the Xbox one can look better than that. Okay. But if they have an issue with the ED RAM and the RAM limits with the Xbox One compared to the PS4, that could also because open worlds need a lot of RAM. 
And if they're, tri- if they're having trouble fitting it into the, th- what is it, 16 or 32 meg of ED RAM, if they're having trouble doing the, because it's not uh, automatic, you have to program it yourself right now, there's no standard SDK from it, from what I remember. That could be another thing that dip- dips the graphics a bit on multi-port, you know, on open world games for now. Uh, yeah. Um, but while we're talking about Ubisoft and stuff like that, there's also, you know, the Division. If I remember rightly, um, I, I think I remember this hearing the story. It took, it took them about four months to make that tech demo run on the Xbox One at thirty frames, mm-hmm. um, with a full standard set of staff. Well, it took them two people and about the same time to get it run at double the frames on the PS4. Right. So mm-hmm. there's obviously some sort of coding issue right now with with some companies. Man. Okay, well, I'm, if I were Microsoft, I, I would hope to, you know, I, I'd hope that they'd be on it, be on it, because they do not need to fall any further behind than they are right now. Um, well, yeah, six million consoles sold. That's why. Six million sold for PlayStation. So um, that's, that's pretty good, you know. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's, and that's an understatement. Six million consoles in the wild right now. I don't even. I'm not, I don't even believe that counts the pre-orders, you know, because this this whole thing started back when um, Sony announced that uh, a million consoles had been sold in the first 24 hours of launch, and they started keeping track then. And it doesn't really feel like they included the one 1.5 million pre-orders, um, and and the same goes for Xbox for that matter. It doesn't feel like they counted the pre-orders, so that's that's a whole lot of sales. I think Microsoft will after next month. Microsoft will after next month? Yeah, probably. To make yeah. it sound like Titanfall sold even more than it did. Oh, look, look. <laughs> look. Microsoft hasn't released numbers yet, have they? The, the last number we've heard from them was 3.2 million, something like that. I think so, yeah. It, well, was that when, when the Xbox One was outselling the PS4, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I don't blame them because, you know... If you're a business, you're not going to say, hey, guess what? We're behind the competition, you know? Yeah, but if you make it, you can twist it, can't you? You can go, we've sold 4.7 million consoles. Um, We sold 3.2 million on the Xbox 360 in this time period. Look at how well we're doing. Sure. And and they did do that, in fact. They, with the, some previous numbers, not too long ago, I'm trying to figure out when. I they said, yeah, um, we sold um, the most Xbox, meaning Xbox 360 and Xbox One, sold the most games um, together. So they, they, have, they have ways of, of making it sound better than it is. Um, but they are, they are a bit behind right now, uh, to say the least. So uh, I, hope these, I hope these issues work out for them because, you know, you, you want developers to come to your console. And developers aren't going to want to come to your console if they can do have an easier job at it on the competition, you know. Yeah. So, good luck to Microsoft. You know, you've you've got some work to do. Do it. Make your fans happy. <laughs> make your fans happy. Um, but I, I, yeah, I that... go back to to Watch Dogs for a second mm-hmm. uh, with the trailer. Um, I do think that reintroducing the game with a story trailer was a good idea. But I also think they should have included more in that trailer, more 
push with, you know, like explosions, action sequences, things like that. And also more of a push on the hacking, really, because I know there was quite a bit of it. It wasn't really... You couldn't really yeah, tell what you were going to be doing. Because they did say they want you to hack every single thing in the game. Can you even Everything hack grenades? Hacked, they Oops. want you to hack. Uh, I'll be right back. I've got an emergency. I just found a spider in my room. One sec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can even hack the guard's grenades. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's cool, you know. If if you need to take the time, take the time. But but don't don't tell people that you you haven't done something when it's clearly visible that you've changed something. You know. I agree. Yeah. And the graphics, of course. But again, you know, graphics to me don't necessarily make the game unless they're you know really bad and it's hard to play through the game like that. But see, I'm weird, Gary. I'm a bit. As I said before, I'm a bit of a. I am a bit of a graphics whore. I'll admit <laughs> that. I love my games have good graphics. No, but, I, I agree with you too. But yeah. you know, but game some games can me, be yeah. amazing without amazing graphics. I'm gonna say it. The current South Park game, you might look at it and go, "Oh, those are shit graphics." I go, "Oh my god, those graphics fit the the cartoon show almost perfectly." Well, yeah, it looks exactly like the cartoon. Yeah, so my opinion, as long as you're aiming for a certain, you know, I don't expect every game to look like Killzone Shadowfall. You know, I'd expect the game to look as good as I was shown when the game first got announced. Yes. That sounds weird. No, I totally agree. With that. I I believe Killzone was and still is. Uh, at least Killzone Shadowfall was just a graphical showcase of what the PS4 can do. And I think we're going to really see more in the future. Infamous looks amazing. I just can't wait. I I you know they've been so secretive with that game, with information about that game and everything. I I'm I'm hoping that it's not going to disappoint. I'm just happy we finally know how he changes powers. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you go to a, a source, you know, uh, like the the smoke, and then he can change, he can absorb the smoke and become use smoke powers, and then he goes to neon, absorbs the neon, he changes to neon. No, nice. Now I have yeah. a question for you then. Okay, crisis averted. Crisis averted. Jeez, the spider's the gone. The world has been saved. Listen, I am a six foot seven dude. I do not do spiders. I do not do spiders. So that needed to be taken care of. But sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, well, since you're back now, do you think it's a mistake to not release a demo of Infamous Second Son? Yes and no. Um, the reason being, um, Sucker Punch has been very secretive about the game. Yes, which is, we're actually just talking about that. Every single promotion that they've done for the game has been from, from the first from the first uh, from the first drop of the hat back with Nate Fox back in February when the PlayStation Four was announced. He came out there and he wasn't like all the others. He 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 slipped into this character and relayed the story to you and held back like everything, but gave you just enough to get you curious. And you know. They'll show one power and another power, but they won't show anything else. And they'll tell you this and that about the story, but they won't show anything else. So I think a demo, um, unless it's done very, very carefully, 
um, would well, either... Well, if they did a demo, they could just do a demo based on the footage they've already shown. Well, sure, but we don't know We don't know what, what's in the game, you know? We don't know how much they're able to do with that. And plus, they're, the game's not... Um, the game wasn't, I'm going to say wasn't, because right now it's pretty much ready. It's already gone gold. Um, yeah. But the game wasn't ready until just recently. And, and you know, so it's... I don't know. To, to release a demo would have been nice for fans, but I think it would have cut some of the anticipation, and I think it might have um, taken away from the very secretive um, attitude that Sucker Punch has had so far. That's gotten people so curious about the game. But a demo would have been really nice for fans because people have been itching to get their hands on that game, myself included. And I want to say there is a demo out there. Is there? Because around the UK right now, there's certain stores that are play. You can go in and play the infamous demo, uh, and they're also gifts like like posters, key rings, and all that lot. Oh, so they're they're in store demos. Yeah, in store demos, but they're only for certain events. Right, right. Um, so, yes, there is a demo out there. Um, the demo is based on the, from what I can tell, the alpha maybe beta build. I don't think it's the final version. Yeah. But there is a playable final version on some units in stores. Just not yeah. all the stores. And um, the last thing that they need is to have people play their demo like like what happened with Drive Club back at E3. You know, to, to play the demo of an unfinished game and have people saying, oh, you know, this wasn't that great. You know, this, this wasn't that great. This could use some work. Well, so. yeah, people never understand the difference between alpha and re- retail. Exactly. So um, here's my take on it. Um, I think demos are fantastic, but they can also be very bad for a company. Um, in the case of, of Infamous, I think a demo would have been good simply because like, everybody keeps saying you know, there, there isn't that many titles right now on a PS4. So something new to play, I think, would be great, even if it is a demo. And it gets people, you know, really excited, really, you know, learn the game mechanics before the final game actually comes out. And I think it was, it would have been really great to showcase a lot of what the PS PS4 can do. Is still, you know, and but it, it can also be something really bad. And from what my experience with demos has been, and for companies who haven't released a demo, a lot of the time, not all the time, obviously, but a lot of the time they don't release a demo because they don't think their product is good enough and, or it's not what people expect it to be. Um, one example I can give you right now, and I know a lot of people love this game, but to me it, it stopped me from purchasing it, and that was Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. You know, I played the demo, I was very disappointed with it, and it stopped me from buying the game. Obviously, a lot of people liked it. So, in a, in a way, it to me, it's a very double-edged sword, but I think demos, especially so early in, in the system's life cycle, I think every company should be releasing a demo, if they can, that is. At least Ground Zeroes has a demo. Ba-ding. Yeah, for $30. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just my opinion. Demos can be demos can be useful, but I, I don't know. I think for I think so far for Infamous they've done it right because the just because of the attitude they've portrayed with um, with dealing with the game, I think I think a demo would have un, undone some of that. So 
Um, as much as I would love to get my hands on the game, I'm glad they didn't release a public demo. Just waiting. Glad. So you'll be reviewing it, hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my review copy of the game. And then you can tell me if I was right or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you can tell me if paper powers really exist. Paper powers? <laughs> Well, yeah, because there's an arg going on right now where there's a website based on Infamous that lists all these different powers. Like, uh, there was one magnetic, paper, something else. Yeah, uh, I want paper to be real. I want paper powers to be real. I, what I, can I, I would... do with them? What can't you do with them? Anything? Paper airplanes, dude. <laughs> you could start a fire, I mean. <laughs> you ever played, you ever played, uh, you ever watched Naruto? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Conan, uh, I can have, I'll, I'm going to break the names Conan Conan, Conan I don't know her name uh, basically she can she turns herself into paper and chokes a guy to death I see she literally sort of sort of wraps her legs around him turns into paper and folds around his mouth and kills him mm. and she also makes an entire sea of paper bobs so yeah paper can be quite deadly you can also give people a ridiculous amount of paper cuts yeah, see, there you go. That's your powers, and then you can fly in the air as a paper airplane. Just you can, you can just you can just give them a bunch of paper cuts and chuck some rubbing alcohol on. There you go. You could use well, you could use paper then turn into some sort of fire type and burn. It'd be there you what go. Kind of torture? Are you guys getting into man? I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. All kinds. Paper powers. All you guys have a lot of anger and rage build up, don't you? <laughs> I'm a pretty mellow guy. But yeah, so. Demos, demos are pretty. Demos are pretty important. Um, do you think we'll see a demo for Watch Dogs? No, absolutely not. Why not? Uh, it, it goes back to to my original point that I made on the last episode that I just don't think that game is going to be as good as Ubisoft is making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Well, they do not. They've already lost so much momentum. They don't want to lose more momentum. Yeah. playing that demo. That's true. That's true. Uh, you, you know, and honestly, I think people responded more positively, I, sh- I I could say, to The Division than to Watch Dogs. And I think revealing The Division when they did, I think, was a mistake for them. Yeah, I was worried when it got delayed. I, I believe it got delayed and it was going to go into 2015. But last I heard, it was confirmed for this year. Well, to be yeah, fair, it's not it's really confirmed. a delay. Ubisoft said fall of this year. Fall? I'm excited. That's good. I'm but excited. to be fair, a delay is not much of a delay really when they never really announced the release date. That's true. They never you can't did. really de- delay something that never had. Never had release date. We just assumed. We just yeah. projected. Yeah, because the technology they're showing off with the division, I think, is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I think when they revealed their last E3, I think was a mistake. They should have waited at least until this E3 to do it. Because I think that game took a lot of momentum out of Watch Dogs as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to say one thing. How many open world games really get demos? You don't. You can't really have an open world demo. That's, well... That is kind of true. They did do, they did do in-store demos of Infamous 2 when it came out. I remember playing... Yeah, but, d- but you even have to demo. you even have to make an entirely new section for the game for the demo. Yeah, which would mean that spending more money to make it, or they have to code in a timer so people can't just explore the world and have no reason to buy the game. Yeah, and people can't 
explore yes. at a certain point. Yeah. Well, how about this? Do you think Watch Dogs will have a multiplayer beta? Um, no. It, it should. I think it should. I don't think it will. It, it probably should, because I don't think the multiplayer is going to be any good, personally. Well, I, I think it's going to be interesting enough that people will want to try it, and, and that's going to oh, be... Oh, yeah, people will try it. And, and that's going to be where Ubisoft needs to focus. So, you know, it can be good. It has potential. But, um, you know, it, it all depends on how Ubisoft handles it. And, I mean, a multiplayer beta, I agree, they should do it. But somehow, I don't think they will. Because no, I don't think they will either. And it goes back to the same demo. Because May, 30, May 27th is just a couple months away. So they don't have a lot of time. So, um, you know, we don't know what they've been doing with the game all this time. What improvements they've made. So, but But this close and it's just now starting to try to generate hype again that's I, I feel like they've got a lot of work to do over the next couple months well if they want to generate more hype they can just go at the end of March go we're going to have a beta uh, uh, say April 20 April 16th to April 23rd or something like that or just even just a weekend just to generate more hype before the release in May yeah unless of course they don't feel very confident with their product but yeah, not if the multiplayer is just the tacked on multiplayer. Of course not. No. You do not want to release a beta for that. No, no, no. But it, it seems from the trailers like it could be an integral part of the game. It could. Uh, like, um, you know, how, how people can go in and out and affect uh, you, affect what you're doing. Uh, I can't wait to troll Yoshida. That's going to be fun. Shelly, you were, you were going to get us all on Sony's blacklist, okay? Be careful. Be careful. Now, it's, it, it is unfortunate that, you know, they, they finally showed it off again. You know, I was excited for it. I saw it. I am still excited for it to a point. But I think now when people have noticed the graphical difference, I think it's generating more negative hype than positive hype. Now, the thing about it is, though, uh, think about Drive Club back at E3. The graphics were terrible, but the game was only like thirty something percent done. And we've yeah. seen we've seen better graphics from Watch Dogs in the past. Within a few months, Drive Club turned that around and released some gorgeous clips of the game, mm-hmm. and the graphics were just phenomenal. You know, so there's a lot that you can do in this time frame, especially considering the fact that we've seen better graphics from them in the past. So I, I hope that. All of you guys listening right now, I hope that you'll you you won't take it as us saying the game's going to look bad because there's still time for them to you know wow us with good graphics and and the fact is again we've seen better graphics before. Yeah, and, and, I think and it's I also, uh, they don't have sick. much time really. They don't have much time, but they have enough. I mean, they have enough to they have enough to do something, and we don't know when that footage was from in the first place. Yeah, and and I do want to say you know don't. Don't look at him like, oh, this game looks worse than Killzone Shadowfall. You know, it, 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 there's a difference between a first-person shooter that's linear and a completely open-world Chicago setting. Yeah. You know, I mean, the game may not look on par with what they originally showed graphically, but it still looks good. Yeah. You know, don't, don't judge that game by its graphics alone because... In other words, just ignore everything we've said. Just go buy Watch Dogs, okay? Just go also, get, get your pre-orders in for Watch Dogs. We're, um, at least I, 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 and I think these two are as well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we're interested in the game. It's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm still going to buy it. 
sure. I've got the collector's edition. I've got the DSEC edition on order, so yeah. Yeah, you, 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 Europeans <laughs> with your dead sec edition that us Americans can't have. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Pre-orders, pre-orders are available right now. Go ahead. Uh, you've got our full blessing. Go ahead and get that game. I think you're going to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, because it's yeah. still going to sell millions and millions of copies. And I'll get to troll you all. No matter what anyway. And you just reminded me, there's um, another thing we talked about at the end last week. I was going to talk about fanboys. And a lot of fanboy stuff has happened this week that ticks me off. But yeah, we, we didn't have time um, last week. We were getting to the 90-minute mark. It was pretty late for Mr. Ben here, who's in the UK. Uh, since, I was, since I've been hosting, we've been kind of going off of Eastern time here in the US. So yeah, I had wanted to talk about fanboys. How, what kinds of experiences have you guys had with fanboys? Pretty positive or negative? Negative. <laughs> I've never really had any experience with fanboys, to be honest. Really? How did you manage that? I, I, they just they, they leave me alone. They just leave me alone. I don't know why, but yeah. Chilly. Maybe because I'm a giant fanboy myself, but still. Okay, you, you've got to, you've, you've <laughs> got to tell me your secrets when this is over. Um, I shall tell you the ways of the British. <laughs> now, now, when I'm talking about fanboys, okay, I'm not talking about fans. Right. And to me, there's a difference. There's a difference between between a fan and a fanboy or a fangirl. Because, you know, if you're a fan, then you're if you're as a gamer, okay, if you're a fan, then you know you you you're a gamer, but you just enjoy one console and you, you support one brand or one something over the other. You know, that's fine. We're we're people. We're supposed to have preferences, right? We're, we're supposed to have preferences. We're we're supposed to have favorite things. You know. But then there are fanboys who take things like that, um, and, and again, this is my definition of fanboys, fanboys who take things like that to a level that they don't need to go to. I've spoken with people who have, have called themselves fanboys, and they were really, they, they, they were just gamers. I loved that about them, because you know they played something on Xbox, and I played something on PlayStation. And we could sit together and we could talk about it. And they'll say, yeah, this game was really cool. Um, I think it was Fable. Yeah, Fable was really cool, you know. It oh, Fable was, was awesome. Yeah, it was this and this. And I had so much fun with this. And I was like, dude, you've got to you've got to check out Uncharted, man. That's, that's a great game. And we just had a great conversation as gamers, okay? But then you have fanboys who don't care about any of that. It, it seems that their existence is for one company or the other, their very existence. And that if this company doesn't succeed or, or if I don't believe that this company will succeed or is succeeding, that they won't eat or they won't sleep or they'll, they'll all get evicted from their homes or something terrible, some, some kind of terrible calamity will happen to them and all of their loved ones if they don't make me believe that their product <laughs> is better. And it, it's, just, it's just asinine. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, uh, there was one thing that struck me about E3 last year, because at E3, Microsoft came out and they announced the Xbox One, and they announced it with these features and, and these restrictions, and after that, everyone was like, oh, you know, okay. It, it didn't really take anyone by surprise, because, you know, it had been, people have been talking about it for a while at this point, okay? Yeah, I think... Uh... Also, it's everybody expected Sony to do the same thing. Everyone were like, Sony will do this, Microsoft will do it, Sony will do it. People expected Sony to do the same thing. It had been talked about. But then, then Sony came out and said, screw this, we're not doing that stuff. And, and 
they got a freaking standing ovation complete with chance. And that is the moment. That is the moment when fanboys cease to exist. Almost. I'll say almost. For a short period of time, there were no fanboys. For a short period of time, there were gamers. I loved that. There were gamers and there were consumers who looked at what they were being offered and said, I don't want the worst deal. Okay? I want the better deal. I want the better gaming experience for my money. And at that point, Xbox One was not delivering that experience. At that point, Microsoft was extremely arrogant. They showed, they displayed such arrogance. And Glenn, they, huh? you should, if you ever want to, if you ever got time, you should watch the Angry Joe's reviews of that preview of that conference. He made, I think he made one of the best points anyone ever made at that time. He said the fact that yes, it was scummy what Microsoft did. But at the same time, it was quite funny in the fact that Sony got applause because what they came up on stage and said, our next generation console will be the same standards as our current generation console. Yeah. He said, in reality, that shows you how bad fanboys have got recently where having something the same as what we had before is what is need of celebration. Well, it was because we were expecting it all to change for the worse. And As I said, that's yeah, that's how yeah, because of all the fanboy arguments that and the only thing we can be cheery about is the fact that it's the same. Okay. And and then, you know, Sony just for a while there were there were no arguments. It was, you know, this company's you know, I'm a consumer, you know? I'm paying hundreds of dollars for a video game console, and this is what they're offering me. And you know, you still had people who were like <laughs> I don't understand these people because you had people who were like, you know, Microsoft, it's Microsoft. I don't care. I'm just going to buy it anyway. And, you know, Microsoft will do. I had someone tell me we have to have faith in Microsoft because apparently Microsoft is now a deity. And even when things look bleak, we have to have faith in Microsoft and the almighty power of the cloud. And we have to have faith that Microsoft will do the right thing and all will be fine because it's Microsoft. Cloud Jesus. The same, the same company, <laughs> the same company who is third right now in the mobile market, who's behind in the mobile market. Okay, they're saying, and, and who is who has not been perfect in the past. Okay, they're saying have faith in this company to take care of my five hundred dollars. You know. Anyway, that I, I digress. So, well, well uh, I, I, I to a point agree with what with what that that statement. You know, have faith in Microsoft because Microsoft to me is a company that does not like to lose in anything. So so when somebody says have faith, expect Microsoft to do something that's gonna make them so happy that they're gonna forget everything that, that Microsoft has done bad in the past. You know, and it's it's one of those things like my friends call me a fanboy all the time. Oh you're a Sony fanboy, you're a Sony fanboy. And you know, I keep telling I'm not a Sony fanboy. I just prefer Sony. I prefer the PlayStation over the the Xbox. Now I don't have anything against Xbox. My problems lie with Microsoft and their business practices and how they pretty much t- make everybody feel like they're dumber than they are. You know, it's like we're going to tell you how it's going to be, and you're either going to like it or go somewhere else. You know, and to me, that's what they did with with the Xbox One. You know, and it, I just. I don't know. Like, 
I, I, Microsoft is going to turn it around. I think Microsoft, you know, everybody's writing out Microsoft and Xbox One. They shouldn't. Uh, and they're going to come back and they're gonna, still going to be a huge power player. With, with, with the Unless other. Amazon buys them. What was that? Unless Amazon buys them. Unless Amazon buys the Xbox brand, then then everybody's screwed. <laughs> and then we can call it the Amazo box. Because Amazon has the money to do whatever the hell they want. Not that Microsoft doesn't have the money to do that, but Microsoft doesn't need to put the money into it because they, they're more worried about their operating systems and everything else they have going on with, with the phone market and you know the, the laptops and, and all that stuff. You know, Microsoft... For them, Xbox is losing them money, if anything. <laughs> well, if, if Amazon buys my Xbox brand, and then Google will have to buy so the uh, PlayStation brand, that'd be interesting. That'd be a very interesting future. Well, that'd be a terrible future. I wouldn't want any part of it. I'm sorry. I, I don't think Amazon will. They're in two different markets now, so they're they're not competing with each other. Well, I don't think... know. Amazon has has bought a few game companies recently and they have plans of making an Android console with what people are saying so they do have talks about it okay um you're getting me off track here uh, oh, sorry about that <laughs> let's see um fanboys right what was I saying something about um E3 yes so E3 happened and then Xbox, Microsoft, they turned things around, which is good. They needed to. They really needed to. And so, um, you know, now you have the Xbox One, which is a fine console. Maybe technically, um, in, in terms of um, hardware and whatnot, it may be inferior to the competition, uh, but not by a very large margin. Uh, it's, it's, it's doing well for itself, which is good. One fourth. The so, quarter, less powerful. Yeah, so... Um, then, you know, of course, people started saying, yay, you know, now I can get my Xbox, which is fine, which is great, you know. And then you have the fanboys. Then, then the fanboys came back, you know, and, and gone, was, gone was that consumer mentality from back at E3. And now we have fanboys. And, and uh, no, now, a lot of what I'm saying is going to come from the perspective of a PlayStation gamer, because I don't own an Xbox just yet. Okay, I might in the future, if the price comes down and whatnot, I might get myself an Xbox. But right now, I don't own an Xbox. So a lot of what I say might come from the perspective of a PlayStation gamer. Um, but I am talking about PlayStation fanboys as well. I, I'm, my hatred for fanboys is equal um, across all fields, let me put it that way. And so you have people come back and, you know... It's not just that they're saying, okay, you know, I think that the PlayStation is better because blah, 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 or I think the Xbox is better because whatever. You know, they're coming in there and they're just being nasty to people, okay? They're being nasty to people. They're not, they're not, they have no interest in being a gamer. They have no interest in the games. They have no interest in communicating with people. Their sole interest is in somehow convincing people that X console is better than Y console for the so-called console war. The console, listen, the console wars are not a thing, okay, to me. The console war, that's like saying that there's a war between Top Ramen and Maruchan, okay? So, <laughs> so I don't know those people, but... <laughs> so they're, they're noodles, they're ramen noodles. Ah, uh, okay. So the thing about it is these are two companies that are competing, 
and doing business like every other company out there, okay? It's, it's, it's not a console war as much as it is a fanboy war. It's, it's an argument between internet people who are determined, obsessed with making sure that people believe that their console of choice is better than everybody else's. It's, it's crazy. Console wars have been around, I'd say we used to have console wars back in the 90s before we had the internet. I I think the first console wars started with the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Sega does what Nintendo, (laughs) that's just the console wars target line just waiting to happen. Listen, people love to argue. People over here in the States, I've heard people argue about, you know, AT&T and Verizon and, you know, Burger King versus McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, dude, who cares? Listen, you can tell me what to do with my money when you give me the money, okay? Until then, I'll buy what I like. I'm a consumer. I'm a gamer. I'm a cell phone user. I, can, I have the freedom to purchase whatever service or whatever product I would like to purchase, all right? Yeah. And it's, it's no one else's place to tell me otherwise. So you, you have people who... And, and this includes PC fanboys too. I'll get to PC fanboys in a minute because they're a special. <laughs> they're a very special breed. <laughs> very special is the right term. Fanboys, fanboys say some stupid things. Okay, first of all, there's the cute little nicknames. Okay, I've seen all sorts. There's, I've heard X. There's X Bone, but I can't really count X Bone because everyone calls it X Bone. It's, to be it's fair, not... I kind of like the X Bone because mainly because it, that's what it is. Xbox One. Yeah, it, it's it's not usually derogatory it's just kind of a convenient nickname because of its actual name xbone xb1 so um but then you know i I see xbox done and fail station 4 and playstation 3.5 ooh, and you know my, my personal favorite popper station okay it's like whoever thought with that one stayed up all night and said hmm we need an insult that begins with P and ends in station. Hmm. <laughs> I got it. It's like they had, they must have had to look this up, Popper Station. And there was this, the, there was this argument that, you know, PlayStation's the inferior console because it's cheaper, you know, because it, it's cheaper. So that's what poor people get. And all the rich elite get the Xbox One. Listen, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. I Why didn't they just call it the poor station then? It still starts with P. I don't even know. Listen. Way to go, Ben. You just gave him another one. I, <laughs> I am sitting here as a college student, and I spent hundreds of dollars on a video game console. Okay? Hundreds of dollars on a video game console. How does that make me poor? I am poor, but why does, but why does going for a PlayStation instead of an Xbox One make me poor? You know? Frankly, because I, you have all those games to buy. Frankly, I, I think that's I think that's really a, a a heartless insult because there are a lot of people who really are poor. I say I'm poor, but I'm just a college student. All right, college students tend to feel like they're poor. But the thing is, none of us really know what being poor really is. I think that's a really heartless. That's a really heartless one. And, and you know, their argument, the cute little nicknames. You know, it, it's PlayStation Four and Xbox One and. and sitting there and making sure that each and every time you try to mention the console, you have this dumb nickname in there. That's, 
You know, that's just too much work. That's trying too hard, okay? That, that's trying too hard. And, and their arguments are not very good as well. I heard this argument just this week. I heard someone tell me that it's bad. It's actually bad that Sony has sold 6 million consoles so far. Isn't that amazing? How, how, how do you think that could be bad, Gary? How do I think? I don't, I have no idea. It's bad. That's that, be bad. It's, it's probably bad for the competition. <laughs> it's not bad for Sony. They're, they're printing money right now. Here's what, here's what they said. Okay. They said it's bad that Sony is selling 6 million consoles to Xboxes, um, however many they have, because, you know, each console is a loss. They, they think each console is a loss. So by selling 6 million consoles, they're losing more money. And Microsoft is saving money by keeping their consoles on the shelves. Microsoft is so clever. So clever. What do you think of this argument, Gary? That is the dumbest argument I've ever seen. My I mean, s- yes, Sony is taking a loss on every system. That is true, but so is Microsoft with every system they sell. I mean, it's not like their price of the system or their, their profit is going to increase when eventually somebody's going to buy an Xbox One. If anything, if they drop the price, they'll lose even more money on the Xbox One. Right now, the cost of production um, for a PlayStation 4 is $381. It retails for 499 Okay? So they're making a profit. So they're, well, they're making revenue. I can't call it a profit yet because they still have shipping and they still have. Okay, uh, yeah. So, 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 how much? An estimate? Do you think they're losing on every system? Um, I would say maybe a hundred, a hundred twenty bucks. Um, that's hard. Per system, I know, I know. Squat. I, I think that sounds high, um, because again, they've sold six million. Um, you know, their revenue from that is one hundred and eight million dollars. You know, that's, that's enough, that's enough for promotion at the very least, you know, and then they have shipping and stuff. So I don't think they're losing that much. And the thing is, that's going to decrease, especially as the technology gets cheaper. So eventually it will be turning a profit. And um, the cost of production of the Xbox One is 471. Okay. And they're reselling for five, um, excuse me, for 499. So they're making revenue as well. So I don't know where, I don't know where this argument comes from that they're just, they're losing money. And even if they were, where would you rather be as a company? Would you rather be on the, sitting there looking at all your hard work sitting there on the shelves without people buying them? Or would you rather spend that money and get people to buy your console? Because let me tell you, by spending that money and getting people to buy your console, you're going to have the bigger audience, meaning you're going to look a lot more attractive to developers and to other consumers. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so to say, to say well, that, it's, it's like going back to the previous generations. I mean, what? Why did the Sega Saturn and the Dreamcast fail? You know, is it because they sat on the shelf? Probably nobody wanted them. Yeah, you can't make money on things if they're not selling. Ask any business that you want. You know, it doesn't matter if you're selling at, at a loss. You have to sell it because eventually, down the line, you will turn a profit. That's how you start a new business. You're going to start a business in the negative. Exactly. Always, for the first three to four years, you're going to be paying all that money back for for parts and labor and all that. You know, loans, you're not going to make a profit in, in the first three, four months. It's going to take you years. Exactly. 
And, and you bring up another interesting point. All these consoles, Microsoft and Sony both, have already spent the money on them, okay? Sitting mm-hmm. there on the shelves does Xbox no good. Meanwhile, selling them does PlayStation a lot of good because they're making money back after they've already manufactured them. You know, if they've manufactured them and they're not selling them, they're spending more money than they're making back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can easily look at Nintendo right now, you know? Nintendo's not exactly rolling in the dough like they were with the Wii, you know? And why? Their system isn't selling off the store shelves, but every system they sell... Makes a lot of profit. Is a profit. for They're not losing anything on that system. Yeah. But is it making them successful because of that? No, No, it's not. They're still not successful. They're still losing money because nobody's buying the system. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you're making a profit on every single one that you sell. It has to be sold to make a profit. Now, granted, the profit margin here is almost nil because take it, for example, the iPad. It retails for $499. It costs only about $270-something to make. Mm-hmm. So Apple has a lot of room to make uh, revenue, meaning they have a lot of money to spend on promotion and all that, and they can have a profit left over. So they have a good profit margin there. These co- consoles are making like 20 bucks in revenue, 20, 30 bucks in revenue, not profit off of each console. So, um, you know... It's only, it's not just that way that they're making money. You know, yeah, Sony has the system. They, they make money off the system. They lose money on the system. But it's also all the, all the, uh, the, the, the games that they sell, you know, digitally. You know, Sony takes a profit if they're sold through the digital store. Exactly. And if they're sold in retail as well. It's, From what I remember, it's if one PS4 is sold with two games, they make profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's on things like that where they don't spend any of their own money to to ship an EA game to to you know GameStop or Walmart. You know they make money back from it. Or game, if, if we want sold. the British term. <laughs> yes, from game. You know there there's still ways that they're making money, even though they're losing some amount, you know, an X amount of money on each console that's sold. So there, you know, there's just always way. You know, PlayStation Plus is making them a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. It we'll, we'll, money. We'll say out of the six million units sold, you know, let's say four million people have PlayStation Plus. Four million times fifty dollars. I thought it was more than that. That got confirmed. I think it was like something like eighty-five percent of current users have Plus now. Well, there you go. Take you know, five million five hundred thousand, for example, times fifty. It's a lot of money. Yeah, some of that money they go to you know, companies to, you know, get those free games. But then if you look at all these games and all these companies that, that are, you know, giving these, these games for PlayStation Plus, if you look at them, they're games that have either already met the, you know, the the sale price that, that the publisher wanted it to sell. So, you know, it's, it's profitable for them already. So it was on one break. half, but still... It's, yeah, like take Tomb Raider for example. You know, it, it finally made profit for them, and it's close to six million units sold. So what do they do? They give it for free because, hell, yeah. if if you're not gonna sell any more units of that game, take what Sony's offering you to put that game for free, and you still make a profit. So look at all these games. They're either games that aren't selling anymore, or they've already met the the. God, what term am I looking for? Quota? 
yeah, I guess you can say that. Whatever the, the, the sale price or how many units, you know, a company sets for a game to sell. No, like the estimated sale, you know, I think like bio, like Devil May Cry, for example, was estimated to sell, I think like 3 million units and it sold like a million. And yeah. some, they're like, oh, it's a failure. <laughs> well, listen, you know, that's these ridiculous arguments, okay, that come from fanboys. I, I don't even know. I don't even know because they're so foolish. And, and they don't they don't make they don't impress anyone you know they just make you look like an idiot they, they really do um, and and frankly there's no need for like back to the nicknames there's a new nickname for Sony fanboys Microsoft had Xbots XBOTS for a while now mm-hmm. and I think that there was just some fanboy coalition somewhere that sat down just like with the popper station and sat down and pondered and said, we need something for Sony. Um, and then some, someone in the back piped up, how about pony? And they were like, that's it. Cause now all of a sudden, okay, now all of a sudden we have Xbox fanboys calling PlayStation fanboys ponies. And I'm just like, okay, go on. But, you know, is, is this supposed to be an insult or is it supposed to make me giggle? It's going to insult the My Little Pony fans, that's for sure. You ponies, like this guy here, and, and I'm going to get to this argument too because this argument's stupid. <laughs> you ponies need to stop copying Microsoft. You're sore losers and F wobbles, Wobble Station 4. This was a comment on one of our own on PlayStation Universe's articles about the Twitch app on PS4. Wobble Station 4. I'm confused. But yes, the pony thing. <laughs> like, I mean, can this get any more ridiculous? You know, The, the, the uh, Wobble Station thing is because the original units, if you touch them, sometimes they wobble a bit. Oh my goodness. Is that all? Wobbles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine has the wobble thing. But... Yeah, mine has the wobble thing. Wobble Station. <laughs> how, how about, you know... You can, we can turn this around. How about disc tray doesn't open box or leaks and smokes strange fluid box? You know, I mean, this can Cum be... box. There we go. <laughs> okay. Like this could this could go on forever, and it's completely pointless. It's utterly pointless. This whole copying argument. Okay, I, I hate this copying argument. It's so stupid. People complain, like this very comment I was talking about. Um, you people need to you people need to stop copying Microsoft. Apparently, I copied Microsoft somehow um, by liking PlayStation. Apparently, I copied Microsoft myself. Um, I I guess he was talking about Sony copying Microsoft somehow. He's talking about the Twitch app, uh, which is interesting because the PS4 had the Twitch app first. So. Um, well, Twitch yeah, doesn't even work on Xbox One yet. Not yet. Um, okay. But it, it, the, the word is it's going to work better than on the PS4. And um, so he's like, yeah, stop copying Microsoft. Um, first of all, let's take a look back at E3 and see how many things Microsoft had to copy to get back on track. Um, actually, let's not because I don't feel like counting that much right now. <laughs> um, second of all, that's kind of how technology works, Okay. The thing about technology is it it has to start somewhere and then it has to go somewhere. 
And as it goes, more and more companies perfect it until we have something new, okay? That's how technology works, all right? You, if, if we weren't allowed to copy each other, if companies weren't allowed to copy each other, we would not have Android phones. I'm sure Apple would be peachy keen with that, okay? But we would not have Android phones because the iPhone came out first, all right? We would not have Windows as we know it today. It would still look like MS-DOS because Apple came out with the first graphical interface for an operating system, okay? It sucked, but they came out with it first. So copying as... You, quote unquote, okay, copying is necessary. If Microsoft hadn't quote unquote copied, all right, we'd still have all these ridiculous restrictions on there. And frankly, I don't think they'd be selling as much as they are. So yes, copying is a good thing. We need people to copy. That's how technology grows. That's why there isn't just one company that makes flat screen TVs. And there isn't just one company that makes computer mics. And there isn't just one company that makes computers. Because the co technology starts somewhere and then it goes somewhere else. That's how technology works. So stop this copying nonsense. Because yes, they copied. Duh. They have to. All right? So this ridiculous argument about copying, I, I see it all the time. And people get so offended when, you know, one company comes out with some feature, no matter how trivial the feature, they come out with one feature that, you know, their favorite company or whatever already has. And like, oh, you stop copying me. Teacher, teacher, he copied me. You know, what is this, elementary school? Come on, you're adults. <laughs> A lot of you are adults, grown adults, all right? Grow up. This is not, <laughs> this is not the kind of competition you're thinking about, Right. This is technology, and this is how it works. <laughs> and, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm, I need a break. I need a break. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it, it, it really hurts a lot of companies when, when things like this happen. I, mean, it, I know it hurts game companies and game developers a lot, companies that release games specifically. It, it, it takes a real toll on a lot of games that release because, you know, like you said, the copying thing, you know, how badly was Devil May Cry, the new Devil May Cry, damaged simply because of people complaining about how they changed Dante's look? You know, how many units did that game not sell simply because people refused to accept a change that happened to a character? I hate that new look. People, <laughs> people complain about the stupidest things. And you know what? You know who ends up missing out? It's not Microsoft. It's right? them. It's, it's them. Players. They missed out on a great game because they didn't care for the character's new look. Come on! It's a game! I hated the new look, but I still bought the game because I'm a sucker. <laughs> I think it's a phenomenal I think it's the best Devil May Cry game, in my opinion. And look how many people are missing out just because they don't like that a slight change. To... Now, listen, I, I say that with reservations because, frankly, I think it's, a it's always a bad move when you take a character and you change it too much, Okay. Because, um, it, beyond just looks, because, for instance, with, um, let's see, with, with Ratchet and Clank, I'm, I'm going personal because I love Ratchet and Clank. Um, in a couple games, they took him and they made them look older. And, you know, and, and they made them sound like they're, they're, it, the general feel was okay, they're winding down. I think it was All for One, which was a crazy, weird game anyway. But, like, the, they, they gave it the feeling like they're winding down. And, you know, I, I bought All for One. I didn't play it that much because... Frankly, unfortunately, I didn't like it that much. But um, 
it, it just felt bad. It really did feel bad. So it's not a good idea to change a character, a well-loved, well-known character, too much, because that does turn people off. But to turn people off that so much that you don't buy the game in the first place, you know... Yeah, like, you don't even give it a chance is, is the problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm still pissed I wasn't in Ratchet Clank. <laughs> yeah. I've got actually got an email, a letter from Ted Price, oh, years ago, when I... We, I we, um, Basically, someone was doing a charity stream, and basically Ted Price and a few of the writers were actually in the charity stream. And I jokingly said, oh, I've donated a certain amount, and could I be uh, an MP- could my name be- my name Chili be an NPC in the next Ratchet and Clank game? This was before Fuse. Um, anyway, I said that for a laugh. Anyway, I got a response back saying, yes, we'll, tr- we'll talk to the writers. And it never happened. Oh. Never happened. <laughs> oh man, so close. That would have been but cool. it's it's other games that took such a damaging hit. You know, like take Darksiders. You know, people like oh they're copying God of War and Zelda. It's a God of War size Zelda clone. How is that a bad thing? In in my opinion, you're taking two phenomenal games and you're you're giving people one experience that mimics these two fantastic games you know and it it took so much heat and you know all these comparisons started to come out oh it's a god of war clone don't play it god of war is better i'd rather (laughs) save my money for god of war it's like really it's it's things like that that cause companies to shut down and people to lose their jobs obviously it's not just that but a lot of it has to do with what critics, critics say and how, you know, the, the word spreads about a certain not certain game. You know, it's it just it's sad that these things happen. But the problem is they're just going to get worse and worse and worse the the longer the cycle of the of these generation goes on. Unfortunately, listen these these people with the copying arguments. I mean, there are so many art like there are people right now who claim to to believe that Xbox is doing better than PlayStation 4 right now. Like, I mean, it, it's like they, they see the information, but they adamantly refuse to accept it. And I'm not going to jump down their throats and tell them that they have to, you know. I mean, I guess ignorance is bliss, but the, the thing of the matter is, you know, if you don't know your weaknesses, how can you make them stronger? If you if you refuse to if you refuse to acknowledge your own weaknesses, how can you make them strong? And they're not even your weaknesses. Okay, you're just the consumer. You should be going to Xbox and saying, "Hey, this is wrong." Okay, fix it. We want you to succeed. We want you to succeed, Microsoft. Fix this. We want this. Okay, that's that's how companies get better, not by turning a blind eye to the things that are wrong. Yeah, it it goes back to like what every company does, you know. Give constructive feedback, not destructive feedback. Destructive feedback is what fanboys are all about. Exactly, okay? and that's the problem. Oh, I'm not going to buy this game because I don't like his hair color. Yeah, Xbox, like, what? What? Xbox and, and, and PlayStation 4, and if you're not doing, if you're, if you're on Xbox, Xbox sucks. And, and the thing is, here's the thing. You can have a good conversation with gamers. All of, you, all of the fanboys, listen to me, please. You're missing out. I'm talking to PlayStation fanboys. I'm talking to Xbox fanboys. I'm talking to PC fanboys. You're missing out 
on what it means to be a gamer. We could we should be talking about games as a community. We should be enjoying them together. What we can't play ourselves, we should be experiencing through others. This is what this is what it means to be a community, okay? This is what being a gamer is. Playing games and enjoying them by ourselves and with each other. But- can I can I give some sort of fanboy speech though? I just want to go, go in fanboy mode before we leave this topic. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more amazing sentences I can say right now. You you have you have a moment. There's there's one more there's one more thing I would like to talk Yay. talk about here. And, and here's the thing. These are two companies, okay? And there's something important when there's two companies in the same market called competition. We need it, okay? If one company were to completely dominate and wipe out the other, it would be a sad day for gamers everywhere. Because that's how you get situations like what happened at E3 with Microsoft. That's how you get situations with what happened with Sony in 2006 with the launch of the PS3. Okay? Do you think for a second that if there was not an alternative for gamers to say, no, we don't want this, we're going to get this instead. Do you think for a second if there was an alternative, Microsoft would have bothered changing all their policies? Do you think they would have wasted all that money in research and development um, building this one vision and just drop it completely in a couple weeks and start on another? Do you think they would have done that? I don't. Do you think Sony would have gone and, and taken everything back and changed the console around, dropped their arrogant attitude that they had themselves back in 2006? If they didn't, if there wasn't an alternative, if there wasn't an, another new kid on the block in Xbox saying, hey, come to us, we're cheaper and we have great games. And we came out first anyway. Do you think that PlayStation would have felt the need to improve? I don't, except except perhaps to save money because they were spending eight hundred dollars uh, making each unit for eight hundred dollars and selling it for six hundred. You know, that's ooh, that's a world of trouble. You know, but except for their own reasons, they wouldn't have. This is what competition is for. Okay, we need competition. We need both companies to succeed. As gamers, we need both companies to succeed. I like PlayStation. Heck, I write for a freaking PlayStation news website, okay? But I want Microsoft to succeed because, for one, you know, I think that the Xbox is kind of cool anyway. Uh, And for two, if they don't, you know, it's bad for the market. It's bad for gamers overall. It really is. And and then then there are the... Okay, and I know I'm jumping topics here. Then there are the PC fanboys, and I just sit here and I shake my head in confusion because it doesn't matter. There could be peace. There could be complete peace. We could have Xbox people and PlayStation people sitting there in a thread and talking all together. And then, you know, the, someone might mention, hey, you know, I didn't like this about that game. And all of a sudden we have someone well, like, you know, like a streaker at a basketball game coming in and going, buy a PC! Buy a PC! Buy a PC. It can play. It can play. If you if you pay two thousand dollars, it can play all your games in in four K, and it can turn water into wine, and it can do all these things that consoles can't because it's a PC and it's better than consoles. Because PC, buy a PC. <laughs> like this is this is what I hear from these people. Like who cares? Who if I wanted a gaming PC, PC fanboys, listen, I acknowledge that PCs have more potential than video game consoles. But I bought a video game console because I wanted a freaking video game console. I didn't want to buy a gaming PC. 
I don't game that much on my PC. I play MMOs. I play League of Legends. Okay. The, the, the most out of whack I got was Skyrim. And that was because the, frankly, the console version of Skyrim sucks. Shame on you, Bethesda. But, um, like, just let people play on what they want. Like I said, you can tell me what to buy when you send me the money to buy it. Okay. I don't have to go buy a PC just because you're telling me to. And if I wanted to, I would have, quite frankly. You know, I'm a console gamer. I like consoles. I know PCs can be more powerful, but I chose console for a reason. All right. And you're not going to, you're not going to get me to change my mind. And this goes for fanboys in all camps. You're not going to get me to change my mind about the device I choose by calling me an idiot or by calling me names or by being a total douchebag on the internet. Okay. You're, you're not, you're, you're just not. You, you you get more flies with honey. If, if you were to tell me, you know, this is why I like Xbox and this is what I think it does better than what you're choosing, and, and it's to speak to me like I'm a freaking human being, then yeah, you might get me interested. But if you're going to come here and slap me in the face and beat me over the head with an Xbox, I'm probably not going to buy a freaking Xbox. <laughs> you know? you There there are so many better... Anyway, I, I'm, I'm talking too much. Go ahead, go ahead guys. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Ben, you had something to say. You did. Well, <laughs> I say, but this is a speech for all the fanboys that have been have been insulted right now from this podcast. I know, I know there's some of you out there that'll probably be kind of hurt. So I'm going to reach out to you right now, right now, yeah, right, right now, with these next words. Dude, those Xbox slash ponies don't know what they're missing, man. There's like amazing banging games like Knack, Infamous, Titanfall. Have you seen Titanfall and all that? So instead of being a total buzzkill, get your PS4, shut Xbox One, and start chilling, dude, because W-Y-S-I-W-G. W-Y-S-I-W... What is that? Because what you see is what, what you, you get. what you catch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I do want to say something about the PC thing. Go for um, it. I, I love PC gaming. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. And I have like over a hundred games on my Steam account. So if somebody says I'm not a I'm not a PC player, then whatever. Sure. But to me, the the whole PC is better argument is it, it, it streams from four things. This is the whole argument that PC gamers say. It's always going to look better on PC. It's going to be cheaper on the PC. I can mod my games on a PC. Actually, that that's it. Three, three things is what PC gamers always go for. Are it's those the holy triforce of PCness? <laughs> is the triforce? You just made another one. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> PCness sounded a little dirty. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. That is the argument that PC gamers always throw at you. I'll give them the modding thing. Modding is kind of cool. No, it is awesome, and I wish I could mod games on my console, but doing Any it game, with, with the controller is going to be stupid. <laughs> but here's the thing. With a, with a PC, yes, a PC has a lot of potential, but it costs money, okay? You cannot go out and buy a gaming PC for $405 or $500, and expect it to play games at the same quality over the same lifespan as a video game console. You have to spend considerably more. Okay. Yeah, but but that that's just what I'm. That's those those are the three things that I've seen a lot of PC gamers the, go with whenever there's an argument. I will add one. 
um, a keyboard and mouse make for far more accuracy than a uh, than a handheld controller. Yes, that is that's one hundred percent true. That the is thing is, I don't see why the PS4 doesn't support it with games because um, it supports the keyboard and mouse naturally. Because if you plug a keyboard and mouse into your PS4, it will work. It will. I think that it. Can, uh, I think I think they're worried about balance because. Oh, yeah. yep. there, there are going to be some people who are not using a keyboard or mouse, and those people, quite frankly, will lose. Didn't, so, uh, didn't Zone 3 support keyboard and mouse and, and um, move controller, but what they did was add separate rooms? Yeah, yeah, you can do things like that. Um, I this, guess this the is why, why uh, Valve never merged the, the PS3 and PC servers for Counter Strike. Uh, the new Counter Strike Offensive, I believe. Yeah. What is it? That's only because it never came out in Europe. Well, <laughs> well, well. In my opinion, is because the PC gamers would have just annihilated the the PS3 players. Yeah, I still don't think it's out yet in here Europe yet. Yeah, if it's not out yet, it's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> just say, yeah. but a PC is one of those things where it doesn't matter. You can just play it wherever the hell you want. Makes yeah. me sad though. One more quick fanboy note, okay? There's another. There's one more thing that I'd like to talk about with fanboys. Last one, I promise. There are a lot of people who act like fanboys. The general nastiness to people, waving a flag for one console or another. And what they say is, you know, you call them out and they'll say, oh no, I'm not a fanboy. I'm here to troll the fanboys. Because apparently... The fanboys aren't trolling enough, and these people feel the need to come in and intervene to make up for their inadequate trolling skills. And so, you know, there's not enough trolling, and apparently there needs to be more on this thread. And so you have people come in here and, and, and you know, same thing, general douchebaggery and, and acting horrible to people. And my question is, what does that solve? Hey, this this thread's not trolly enough. Let's let's make it trollier, okay? Let's let's troll some more and let's add more anger and tension to this to this thread. What what does that solve? How does we that be help? trolling? We be <laughs> hating. That, 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 <laughs> I, he he said it perfectly, even though he said it funny. That, it's exactly that. It's just to do it. Because it's to get a reaction out of people. That's all it is. See, I think I dislike those people more than I dislike the fanboys. More than I dislike the fanboys. See, I, I am a huge troll, but I only troll with my friends. I troll them online all the time. Sure. Like, if I was playing with some random guy, I'm not going to troll him because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want him to go all crazy and insane and send terrible messages to me. But if if there's, if I'll there's... stop that, Gary. I promise. <laughs> If there's something going on and there's a lot of anger and a lot of tension, which which just blows me away because it's gaming. We're supposed to be enjoying this, people, okay? To come in there with the purpose of making it worse, you know, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. You know, it, it's, already at a, it's already at a place where you cannot go on IGN. And, you know, I applaud IGN exactly because, you know, it's not really their fault that they get so many fanboys and trolls there, you know. And I kind of applaud them for, for keeping to their straight path in the first place, at least as far as I see. I don't know um, 
exactly how straight their path is, it might be a little bit gay. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's just a lot of negativity there. You, you can't see an author post an article saying, Hey, this is good on PlayStation. Because the mo- the moment you scroll down, you see, oh, IGN's an all PlayStation site, and and you know all the ponies, which still makes me giggle a little bit. Um, all the ponies are here, and you're all PlayStation fanboy, and, and you can't post anything. You can't post anything neutral saying you enjoy something on one system or another without being getting a comment with, "I am not a blank fanboy, comma, but," okay, Th- that's the kind of world that IGN is right now. Because people just can't get over them, get it over themselves that not everybody likes what they like, and and that right there is what really kills me the most. The moment somebody disagrees with something in any comment or anything, the next comment right after that, oh, don't listen to this troll. He's just trolling everybody because he disagrees with what the next the last guy said. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm not allowed to have my own opinion. I'm not allowed to have an opinion as a gamer. As a gamer, I am not allowed to have my opinion if it does not align with this guy's with with this guy who. No, if, if it doesn't align with what the 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 guy who wrote the article says. Yeah, and at the same time, at the same time, if mine aligns with Xbox, then PlayStation will be upset with me. So I, so you know, I, it's a catch twenty two, and I'm just stuck in the middle. You know, like <laughs> what what the heck? What kind of world is this? What kind of what kind of gamers am I talking to here? Right? Don't be fan. Don't be fanboys. Be gamers. There's a world out. There's a community out there of people who would love to talk about games with you like an adult. So join them. That's what we're here. And the thing about it is, Microsoft and Sony have no need, and I think no desire to stop this. You know, regardless of what I, I believe it was major. Well, Nelson. how would they stop it? They wouldn't stop it. Well, way too stop. You can't really it. stop let, it, Glenn. Let me, let me let me rephrase. They have no desire to see it end. Okay. Because obviously they can't themselves stop it. Yeah, because it sways perspective. It sways people's opinions of, of their competitors. Re- regardless of um, regardless of what um, I believe it was Major Nelson said not long ago, saying you know uh, we should all be gamers and we should stop this foolishness. Because quite frankly, Microsoft has an image to repair um, after their showing at E3. So yeah, of course they're going to go out. They're going to put green squares that say congratulations, Sony. And, you know, they're going to say, hey, Sony's the bomb. And, and yeah, and even then you get trolls, too. You sure. know, like when they're like, oh, con- when uh, Microsoft congratulated Sony and Naughty Dog for The Last of Us and its success, you know, they congratulate them. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, see, Microsoft can congratulate their competitors, unlike Sony. Like, come Sony on. Man. To. Microsoft is the one who, who dug themselves into a hole at E3 talking about deal with it. And talking about if you don't like this, go buy an Xbox 360. They, this is in direct opposition to how they were before. This is them trying to repair their image. That's what this is. And now, don't get me wrong. I truly believe that as a gamer and as an individual, I'm sure that Major Nelson is tired of seeing all the ridiculous drama. Okay, But listen, as a company, Microsoft and Sony have no reason to see this stop. Do you know why? This is free advertising. Okay. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is come up with a catchy little phrase like "power of the cloud," and you get a million morons to go walking around waving green flags, saying "power of the cloud, power of the cloud," without knowing the first thing about cloud computing. Okay. You you get to spread your message. You get to have people who will downplay the competition and lift you up no matter what. Okay. And for free, unapproached. Okay. Unrequired. They will do it for free. 
It's free advertising for them. It's free publicity for them. And all they have to do is stand up on stage and say, we have a very passionate audience. We have a very passionate audience. And, and, you know, passionate is one word for it. Um, But crazy might be another word. (laughs) Crazy might be another word. But that's just that's just this world we live. Listen, I encourage you guys, you guys who are who are listening right now, okay, not to be douchey trolley fanboys on the internet. It is perfectly fine if you like Xbox more than PlayStation. It is perfectly fine if you like PlayStation more than Xbox. If perfectly fine if you say screw the consoles, I like PC. Okay, but- and it's perfectly fine if you say screw the Xbox One, I like the Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Anyone? That's fine too. Anyone at all? Anyone? Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. I love Nintendo. I like Nintendo. Everybody keeps telling them to change. There we go. And the moment they will change, they're going to get even more hate. I guarantee yeah. it. How dare you change? We liked you kind of beforehand. How dare Mario has pistols instead of a super soaker? <laughs> How dare Mario turn into a, a, a space marine instead of a raccoon? How dare yeah. you? You, you want to make the best comparison? Look what happened with Sonic. They changed him, and now nobody gives a crap. Yeah. Uh, don't remind me of That's what they want game. Nintendo to do, apparently. It doesn't exist. La, 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 la. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy world. And, you know, the thing is, if, if any of these fanboys get their way, you know, and, and one company goes under or, or something like that, quite frankly, it's going to be a dark day for gaming. It's going to be a dark, because we need that competition. We really do. We do. Competition feeds innovation. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. Without competition, there is no innovation. Without competition, all we have is the whim of one company. Yeah, without competition, we'd still be playing cartridge games instead of disc games. Exactly. exactly. Like, PlayStation even exists in the first place because Nintendo ticked them off, you know? That, yeah. It's competition. Yeah. Well, why does the Xbox exist? Because Bill Gates wanted a piece of the pie. Exactly. He didn't want Sony to be successful. <laughs> And yes, that does mean he copied, for those of you who are wondering. Get oh, that. how dare he? Oh, how dare he? That guy that gives millions and billions of pounds and dollars yeah. to different charities, how dare he copy all the one time. idea from He's not giving a single penny to his family. He's so without, giving it all to charity. Listen to that. Without copying, the Xbox wouldn't exist. Or neither would the PlayStation for that matter. Neither would the Nintendo. Okay, we, okay. We'd be sitting here in the Stone Age, you know... Atari age, which would still would be playing Pong still. Exactly. And even then, there'd be a copy of Pong, so we wouldn't be able to play it. Actually, that wouldn't exist either because it has lights in there, and Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, and no one can copy. Yeah, we can't. We can't play that. No. We can't. We can't. Yeah, we can't. No. Do this anything. is why copyrights expire, and you can't get them back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for Shenmue, someone better take that copyright and do it. Okay. Someone, someone do that. Um and got a Kickstarter for Shenmue. If people want it so bad, that is the best time to see how much people actually want it. I'd physically throw all my money. I'd, I'd have no food for the week. And I'd throw see all how my much money people really wanted to donate that money. All my money would go to it. Yeah. Man, Kickstarter's been great for, for games lately. I, I've seen some really cool concepts come out on Kickstarter for video games. So I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, all these people saying... You need to bring it back. You need to bring it back. You need to bring Crash Bandicoot back. Activision could do the best thing right now. Start a Kickstarter for Crash Bandicoot. 
and see just how much people want it back. People would, people would go, people would be, I'd be all over that. Exactly. There's your free money. You don't have to throw any of your own money into it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know about any because quite frankly, it's a, um, it's a, it's probably going to be a large budget game. So, but you could probably chop a lot of the cost off of it. Exactly. So, um, that is Kickstarter is the best thing to do to see how much people really want. How much did people want the next, uh, God, what was it? Mutant, mutant football league. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, we want a new mutant football league. Well, it came to Kickstarter. Guess what? Yeah, apparently you didn't want it bad enough. <laughs> You know they make, they've, got, Kickstarter. they've got Kickstarter Shaq Fu. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let's see how much people want a sequel to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I'm sure we'll have a look off. Let's do it. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we've already gone to the 90-minute mark. You guys are going to get more for your non-existent money that you did not pay. Congratulations. Uh, more RDGH for you. Yay. Three Bs. <laughs> so, some... Again, this has been a very, very, very big week. Um, I'm sure Unchained will want to talk about Mr. Jack Tretton leaving um, and whatnot. Um, but there's been some kind of scandal going on with Parappa the Rap... Parappa? 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 Parappa. 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 The rapper. <laughs> yeah, rap. Okay. Yeah. Um, so here's what's been going on. Again, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, crap, where was I? Here it is. Um, so these college students, uh, now, now before I continue on with this, please be aware that I don't have both sides of the story yet, but what I do have seems pretty compelling, seems to be pretty compelling evidence. Um, and it is just this block spot here. So what I have here is a couple college students, I, I'm guessing animation majors, they wanted to do a project about Parappa the Rapper because that's their favorite game ever. And so they wanted to, um, they, they thought it would be awesome if they could get the actual voice actor, his name is Dread Fox, um, if they wanted, and it's F-O-X-X like Jamie Fox, which is kind of cool. But um, they, they wanted to get him to do 10 lines or so for their project. They thought it would be cool. So they contacted him and he said, sure. So they sent him money. They sent him $100. And, you know, they, they followed up a few times. They, he, he, it was all cordial. He said, yeah, you know, I'm on it. We're going to get it done. I'll send it to you as soon as possible. Hurricane Sandy hit. His laptop got damaged or something. He lost it. And um, But anyway, long story short, it's 2014 and they do not have it. And... <laughs> They, this, this, they, they first approached him about it. They sent him the money back in 2012. So it's been a couple years. And um, so they were a little upset, understandably so, because this guy's supposed to be a professional in the industry. He's, he's a voice actor. And um, they were on Facebook, and, and one of them said, you know, Dread Fox is a con artist on, on Facebook. I said it. Uh, he didn't. What he says was he didn't mean it as mal uh, maliciously. He was just kind of joking around. Although I'm pretty sure he felt that way, um, reasonably so. Um, but Dread Fox comes in and he, here's his first post. Okay, it says, "Your mama, what a loser! You can't even show your face. I laugh at the petty. To all my real folk, don't feed into this idiot. The more you respond, the more power you give this cyber douche. One love. Let me believe me when I say." 
this is the mildest of Dread Fox's replies to this. And um, naturally, he has some fans, okay, and, and especially Parappa the Rapper fans, and, and they back him up, and they, you know, they start playing this down, and they start getting mad at the people who are, who are alleging these things against that, uh, Dread Fox. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, eventually he posts the website. Uh, the website is parapathescammer.blogspot.com. Don't take everything from here. I encourage you to go look for this yourself. Look at the evidence yourself and form your own opinion. Um, parapathescammer.blogspot.com. They showed him this. So they showed uh, him .co.uk for me. .co.uk for you, you in, in yeah. England. Um, they took a YouTube video and showed themselves navigating through their Facebook to the evidence that they posted. So, um, yeah, this is the evidence seems pretty legit. I, I'm going to say it that way. It doesn't seem fake. Um, but any, but anyway, yeah, he, he posted, he published these Facebook posts on his blog spot. And, you know, of course you had the people backing up, but when he posted that evidence, they backed off. They were like, wow, you know, this is crazy. And, you know, his brother came in and kind of backed him up or something like that, I, I think. Yeah, his brother, Terrence Brown. But um, eventually, you know, more victim-blaming, excuse-making, and then Dread Fox comes back, and, you know, here's what he says. Things happen. You're upset because you thought you could capitalize off my market by attaching your name to me. You know, I was basically, I was willing to call, cut you a break. You know, you could have had a friend, but you blew it by accusing me of this. You know, no. Here's what he says: No small boy can tarnish this legend. Think of how many celebs get have to read negative crap. The game doesn't change. Out of 500 million fans, you can't please them all. Um, which is interesting because I don't think that many people know about him. No offense to him. I um, didn't even know who voiced Proper Rapper till now. I, I had no idea. Um, again, no offense to Dread Fox. I frankly don't listen to rap a lot, uh, despite being black. You know, that's how it works sometimes. But it. It gets it gets really bad. It, it gets really bad. Um, Dread Fox comes back. He's like, "Stay the f off this page. You know, you're getting on folks' nerves. You're no longer welcome in this world. So, somebody stick something in his mouth. My zipper's stuck. You know, don't respond to this jerk off. I, I'm a chill before I dump a chicken in the fryer. I'm not sure what dump a chicken in the fryer <laughs> means, but he's gonna chill before he dumps a chicken in the fryer. And you know, some more back. I'm gonna say. That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. Don't be a racist, Dread Fox. This is the racial diversity gaming. Don't be a racist. But anyway, you know, some more back and forth. Cameron Perry seems to try to be professional, even though he does kind of respond to it as, as normal. But then Dread goes crazy. He, here's how you know things are going down. He switches to all caps. Ooh. Oh my god, oh not my capsule. Goodness. We're all we're into we're into we're into really dreadful territory now. <laughs> dreadful. I like it. Uh, <laughs> what a loser, Cameron Perry. I wish we could meet face to face. I think you're a depressed chick I dated and never called back. Boo hoo, so sad. You're a virus that needs antibiotics. Which is interesting because I don't think antibiotics do much for viruses. No, they don't. They, they, no, you're right, Glenn. They work on bacteria. Your negative vibe is sickening. How can I get rid of you? You know, one love. I. But here's the thing. Later on, he admits to those allegations. He actually does. He says, the funny thing is he sent me $40, Western Union, and his partner sent me 60 So he's saying they sent me the money. And, you know, I was 
um, unable to give him a 10 line because of legal advisory copyright laws or something. But he didn't say that, and he didn't send them the money back. And he says he offered to do a, a bigger project, which is interesting because his voice is not copyrighted. The character Parappa the Rapper is copyrighted. His voice, he can do whatever he wants with, okay? They're paying him to do, to, to do that. You know, he started crying and, and just, you know, he goes on, Cameron Perry, shut up, I ain't paying you jack, you know? And just so unprofessional. Listen, I don't have time to get into the nitty gritty of this today, but here's what I want you listeners to do, please. Go to this website, parappathescammer.blogspot.com or .co.uk, okay? I want you to take a look at it, and I want you to head to Twitter. I want you to tweet what you think about this situation. I don't know if it's real or fake. I'm probably going to look into it some more this week. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I'd like you to go to it again. It's parappathescammer.blogspot.com. And I want you to take a look at what they said there when you get a moment and tweet what you think with the hashtag RDGH, okay? So, so talk about it a little bit on Twitter and tweet with RDGH what you think about the situation. It's, it's quite a big deal because that's a lot of unprofessionalism from, um, from a, a, someone in the industry, you know? What, what do you guys think about this? Well, it actually makes me really sad because I, I, will, I loved... Parappa the Rapper. It was an amazing game. Even if it was a bit weird when I made Parappa the Rapper 2. That was a bit weird. <laughs> but I would I would I would have loved to see Parappa the Rapper 3 on PS4. That... And I still want to see it, but at the same time I kind of don't want to give this money guy money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that sounds weird. I want it, but I want a new voice actor now. I don't want this guy to be any way involved with the next game. Well, that's that's what happens when you act this way to people. You know, there there are ways. To, for one, you shouldn't be sc- scamming people. You know, I, I'm sorry, you shouldn't. And you you mentioned that he seemed to have scammed someone before. Uh, something about his iPad being stolen, and he asked. Yeah, supposedly for- when he was at a concert. I can't. I can't remember what concert was now because I'm. I'm trying not to put, give him any attention because that's what he wants. Yeah. Um, he had. <clears throat> he had his iPod. iPad. Sorry, not iPod. Um, stolen, and then he because he'd replaced his laptop recently, which you mentioned before, that broken. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's a weird thing to replace a laptop with an iPad, but still, yeah. his choice. You know what else is interesting? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm noticing this yeah, no Facebook post. It says someone stole my, stole his iPad and it was brand new for $450. That strikes me as weird because the iPad has never retailed for $450. It's always been at least $500. Unless you were talking about like an iPad mini. Um, and this was in 2012 and I'm not sure the iPad mini was out. I don't think the iPad mini was out then. So he's talking about the normal 9 or 10 inch, I'm not sure what screens are, but the, the big iPad. And that has never been below five hundred dollars. So where he got a brand new one for four fifty, you know, that's that's questionable. He, Did he this, get maybe was there maybe a sale or not? Maybe there was a store. Yeah, you know, chances are there'll be at least one store in the world at one point they'll have a sale. Usually on Apple products, that's really hard to find. Yeah, but or he could have gotten it from a friend or something. Yeah. So I, I, that's that's weird. But anyway. Oh well, yeah, yeah, because if he got. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We could have got many actually. November twelve, November second, two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. November second, two thousand twelve. Yeah, but so he okay. could have got a mini. Okay, so he might have had a mini. Okay, yeah. But even so. then, I th- I'm, I, I'd be surprised. 
But four, Give away. 450 is still a non price. It's it's yeah. never usually 50 anything, but anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, with tax, well, perhaps. Yeah. So, well, I was uh, gonna, go ahead. What I was going to say was about the, you know. Anyway, yeah, he asked people for money to pay for a replacement. I'm sorry, but if you. if I don't know about anyone else, but. I don't know about America anyway. I know about Europe. Europe. A lot of the chart times that's covered under warranty. Right, right. That, yeah, uh, theft. You not usually under manufacturer warranty, but yeah. sometimes you can get a um, third-party yeah. warranty or upgrade yeah. your warranty somehow to yeah, cover not, things like that. Yeah, I agree. Not with the standard warranty here either. But I'm sorry, but if I was buying something like an iPad or something like that that, that I'll be carrying with me that's worth a lot of money and could get missing. I would I would always pay for warranty on to cover lost or damage. Yeah. Because otherwise I'd be too worried about taking it out with me. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to have important files, well, not they're not really important files, so let them talk in a bit. Um, if you have important files to you for your work, you don't want that to be a problem either. You want to make sure that's backed up. Yeah. And I'm still kind of flabbergasted. Because we were just talking about fanboys even after he admitted to these allegations and even after he admitted to these allegations and continued insulting the people that he stole from, his fans continued to back him up. Unbelievable. But, um, anyway, yeah. Um, we don't have verification yet on how real or unreal this may be. It looks really real. The evidence looks legit. Um, so listen, parappathescammer.blogspot.com, check it out yourself, get the story, get the facts, tweet about it, hashtag RDGH. And with that, we need to wrap this up. We've gone over 90 minutes. So, um, listen, this has been the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour, and I've enjoyed chatting with you guys today. It's been quite a podcast. Where's Gary? I haven't heard from Gary in a while. Are you still there? I live. You live. Okay. Our resident Russian. I was afraid we lost him. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. Fanboys, I'm begging you, okay? I'm begging you. Be gamers. You're missing out. You're missing out on a good time by being angry. You really are. And um, so, we. by the way, we also have a new Twitter account for Racial Diversity Gaming Hour, and it's literally spanking new. I, I made it about five minutes before we started record- recording this. So it's RDGHPSU. That's a lot of letters. Um, but Racial Diversity Gaming Hour PlayStation Universe is what it stands for. Follow us. We need to be followed. RDGHPSU on Twitter. Um, also, I am the Commissioner Glenn Gordon. You can reach me on Twitter as well, personally, if you would like, by following at GoGlenn underscore, at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore, um, also, you can reach me at my email, glenn.gordon at psu.com. Um, also, don't forget to follow PlayStation Universe um, at psu.dotcom. I know so many things to follow. You're going to be following everybody. And one more thing, don't forget that we are on iTunes. Both, both us and PlayStation Unchained are on iTunes. So go ahead, find us on iTunes, subscribe and you could hear our lovely voices on all your iThings. They will be downloaded to all your iThings automatically. Um, ben, how can people reach you? Uh, you can contact me at chili underscore UK, or you can contact me, email me by 
ben.shillabearhall at psu.com. That is ben.shillabearhall at psu.com. Okay. Sounds good. And how about you, Mr. Gary, with a new Twitter account? How's that going? It's going pretty good, actually. Good. Did you get any new followers after after the big reveal last week? Uh, yes, I did. A lot of new followers. Sweet. I love it. But I want more. You want more. Okay, so tell people how they can reach you. They can reach me at G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. That's at Gaglaush. Okay, at Gaglaush. But, but I do want to – I'm going to – I'm going to sway people's following abilities, I should say. Oh. On people to follow me. So if you hear it, if you follow me, I'm going to do a little competition of my own. Ooh. Just to get people to follow me because I apparently want the attention for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) All you fanboys, follow me and nerd out to me. (laughs) You just sound drunk there, Gary. Go home, Gary. You're drunk. You can... You can follow me and you can complain about what a terrible person I am for ranting about fanboys for all this time. Yes. You can follow well, me to read my words. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, about the, the, the Parappa thing, you know, if you, if you comment, I forgot to mention, if you, if you comment on Twitter with hashtag RDGH, we'll, we'll read some of your responses on the next podcast next week. Woo-hoo. Or if you don't want a hashtag, just type into at RDGHPSU. So a few things to follow. Okay, RDGHPSU, PSU.com, and Mr. Gary, and of course, us. Yes, but my my own little competition. Yes. For every 100 followers that I get, I will randomly select one follower who wants this, and I will get them a game of their choice. What? So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hundred fake accounts now. Oh, no fake accounts. If if you make fake accounts, then uh, no, don't do fake accounts. No fake accounts. And we'll find out. Are PlayStation Universe staff included? Yes, they are. Ah, sweet. Okay. I'm already following you. Me too. Oh. <laughs> so so what if you randomly select rdghpsu does that mean we all get no, it has to be actual it can it be like be site. <laughs> it has to be actual people okay guys you heard him so actually talk on twitter actually talk on make so, an account follow and not say a damn thing so so don't make a new don't make a new twitter and just oh a free game you know Try, try, yes. we're, we're out we're out to make friends and get to know you guys i'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart so you heard him, Gaglaush, G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, on Twitter. Follow him, and you just might get a new game. All right? Yes. Thanks infamous, for Mr. infamous Second Son's coming out. Ah. Uh, you you can't, can't afford it. Someone could be lucky. Someone could be playing it. Someone could be playing it. All right. So follow Mr. Gary. That's it for us to, uh, today, guys. Thank you for listening if you've gotten this far. You know, I appreciate you because my voice can be irritating sometimes. Hey, at least it's not me hosting. Oh, <laughs> lose people after the first five minutes. No, no. Um, but anyway, hey, Dane, wherever you are, we miss you. Come back soon. Stay safe. Uh, for him and on behalf of the rest of us, thanks for listening. We wish you great gaming. And as always, don't, don't be a racist. <laughs> don't be a racist. <laughs> Fine, you say it.
Don't be a racist. How about I end this one? Okay. Uh, yay, okay. Don't be a racist. And remember, in Soviet Russia, podcast and you. <laughs> Yeah.